Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest show in the Diz Unplugged lineup. This is the Disney Dining Show. We thought uh, there's enough for us to talk about where dining is concerned that it really warrants its own show. So uh, this is our first episode, and we're going to play around with the format a little bit. But before we get to any of that, let me introduce my good friends at the table, Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And uh, the people at the table will change uh, for each episode, depending on who I decided to bring with me when we did these uh, these uh, dining experiences. Right now, these guys drew the, the lucky straw. Um, we're going to be doing this show every other week right now, um, because we have another show that uh, we're going to be releasing, and we're going to kind of do them in alternating weeks. But uh, I've been wanting to do a dining show, and I said, screw it, let's... Let's go ahead and do it. So what we're going to do is um, going to talk about whatever is uh, kind of relevant in the moment uh, regarding uh, Disney dining, uh, whatever stories are out there, whatever new things are out there that we think is important to keep abreast of. Uh, we're going to pick a featured dis- uh, featured thread from our restaurants forum on disboards.com to discuss, and we're going to have a featured review. And each show, we're going to alternate between uh, a table service restaurant and a quick service restaurant. So coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk about Be Our Guest. We figured we'd start with the most uh, most popular restaurant on property. And uh, each uh, eat, for each show, we're also going to do a poll around that restaurant. And uh, I think we will be able to discuss our poll results at the end of this show. So um, let's go ahead and start out. Just a couple things in the news this week. Um, the senior vice president of global food and beverage for Walt uh, for Disney Parks and Resorts is leaving for Fleming Steakhouse. Her name is Beth Scott. She's been with the company or in that role, I believe it's about four years. She kind of hops around. I was looking at her LinkedIn page. Uh, she was at Lowe's. She was at Hilton. She was at Disney. Now she's going to Fleming's. She needs to settle down a little bit this one. <laughs> um, but senior vice president of food and beverage for global operations, which means all the Disney parks all over the world. Um, all the food and beverage kind of bubbles up to her. And uh, you take a look. This is what I was thinking is that, you know, taking a look at how much uh, Disney has changed over, let's say, the last 10 years, but really specifically the last five. You take a look at the kind of restaurants coming into Disney Springs. Take a look at how they brought their game up out in Disneyland. Um, you take a look at how they brought their game up at a lot of the signature restaurants here over the last five, ten years. And she she was there for some of that. Mm-hmm. So whether or not this is going to have a major impact on us, hard to say. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I always uh, wonder when an executive steps down how much of a, a change that's going to cause um, for the for the rest of the Walt Disney World. So how how is this going to impact the, the... Well, it's it's always either extraordinary change or none whatsoever Mm -hmm. so it's either everything changes gets better gets worse um or Or we won't even know yeah there'll just be no impact whatsoever (laughs) um so with this one i think it's a 50 50 shot that things change but we'll see be interesting um and speaking of that some new food and beverage offerings 
uh, made their way to the menus of three Disney Springs quick service locations. Uh, recently, Astor Crepes, BB Wolf Sausage Company, and the Daily Poutine. You can now get an entree and one alcoholic beverage at any of those three places for thirteen ninety nine. Wait, what did you call the first place? Aristo, what do I call it? Astro Crepes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aristo Crepes. I looked at Craig like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't normally do that. That's Craig who normally does that. See, it's, he's in the room. And Your it's face affecting. is getting very red. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Aristo Crepes, BB Wolf's. Sausage Company. I, you know, you're all you're all like happy. Like, am, you got to call I, me out. I'm so happy because I'm usually the person that flubs over words. So I'm just like, oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah, but I don't do it all the time. <laughs> um, I don't do it when I'm. Never mind. Um, Aristo Grapes, BB Wolf Sausage Company, and the Daily Poutine, um, an entree and an alcoholic beverage, thirteen ninety nine. So now, I mean, we've uh, there have been a lot of. A lot of attention paid lately to the massive discounts they're giving at table, certain table service restaurants at Disney World. Um, really? It's extending to these quick service places now, too? Yeah, it's like they want to... Everywhere must be struggling, because this is getting crazy. It, it, it is. Um, and, oh, well, I'm not reading this. Did I read this wrong? Hmm. An alcoholic beverage... Um, and an entree thirteen ninety nine. The price for an entree and a non alcoholic beverage is eleven ninety nine at BB Wolf Sausage Company and the Daily Poutine at Aristo uh, Aristo Crepes. There you go. Um, it's nine ninety nine for an entree, mm-hmm. and so I mean that's you know the standard that I use. What I expect at lunch, quick service lunch, fifteen dollars a person. Mm-hmm. That's about average. About twelve dollars breakfast. 17 to, tw- 17 to $20 dinner, quick service. So that's like, you know, generally, that's not a hard and fast rule. But generally speaking, that's what you should expect to pay. So, you know, and that's without an alcoholic beverage. So thirteen ninety nine for an entree. Yeah, I mean, there's alcoholic beverages on property that are that price. That are, you that know? are $14. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's a really good deal, I think. Uh, you're probably going to end up saving about a dollar, give or take. So, like, it... it Daily poutine, for example, I want to say that the the poutine there is average about seven dollars and fifty cents for your actual um, your your cup of poutine. So then, I think they have like Bud Light and then a crappy Canadian beer on draft. So that's again like you know seven seven fifty eight dollars, I believe, for the cost of that. So you're you're saving about a dollar. If you want to do the deal that way, so which I think a lot of people will jump on. Uh, well, again, if there's any way to save a dollar, and most people. But honestly, what it is, most people don't do the reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. They hear, you know, because like I don't know what things at these places cost. Um, so I'm hearing an entree and an alcoholic beverage for thirteen ninety nine. Wow, that sounds really really good. That's what Disney is yeah. going for. Mm-hmm. That is what Disney is going for. Um, so. Very interesting that it's now extending to some quick service mm-hmm. restaurants. You know, and really, this whole pattern started a year ago when they extended um, a lot of dining discounts to annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. Um, had been very, very limited for the longest time. And then last year, it started looking a little more like Tables in Wonderland. Uh, not as good as Tables in Wonderland, but still more than they were doing. And then, of course, they did the, thir- uh, the 
30% off if you ate before 6.30 and after 8.30. After 8.30 at certain restaurants. Yeah, what's going to be interesting is, um, you know, the reason why a lot of these restaurants were added on to the annual pass holder discount was in celebration of the 45th anniversary of Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom. And I believe that promotion is supposed to end at the end of September. Correct. So that's where it will be interesting to see if anything actually ends up carrying over. Well, um, all of these promotions right now are set to run through the end of September. Yeah. Um, so let's see what happens in October. Yeah. Let's see if in October this starts picking up, if, if they pick these things up again and and do that. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that as part of our featured thread this week. But uh, mobile ordering for certain quick service restaurants has been expanded and I think you have the, yes, the current it, list. Yes, at Hollywood Studios, it's been expanded to uh, the Backlot, ABC Commissary, and Pizza Rizzo. So that's pretty exciting. I think that people enjoy the, the convenience of that. Um, I've yet to test it out. Um, no, I haven't either, but it's so limited right now. Yeah, um, right. And we tried to, actually, at one of our park days, and then we realized well, at that oh, point yeah. it was still just at Animal Kingdom. And we were like, oh, that stinks. But, yeah, I'm interested to... We have to like make like go out of our way to go do that, mm-hmm. do some mobile ordering, and see, uh, see what we think of it. But it's being expanded, and what's going to happen is uh, I'll be surprised if by spring of next year it's not property wide, or at least theme park wide, um, at all the parks that they're doing it. I, I think it should be. I love mobile ordering. Um, mobile ordering. Mobile ordering. Um, I, I. It's just. It's very convenient. So I know some people are okay with the whole thought of going and waiting in line. They don't need to be in a rush for anything, so they can get by with it. But it's just so convenient that you can literally say, like, I'm in the area and know that when you walk up, your food's going to be ready for you to just pick up and go. So, yeah, you don't get to add in, like, Well, describe to me exactly what you've done it. So tell me how it works. Uh, Basically, you go on your My Disney Experience app and – there's a little button on your main like page profile that can allow you to order food, and it tells you which restaurants you're able to order food at. Um, and then you'll click on the one that you want to choose. It'll bring up the full menu, and uh, you just start going through and selecting like what you want. Uh, if you need to customize any part of it, you create your meal in there and then at the end of it you have to just input your uh, credit card data apparently uh since uh last week's show where we talked about this a little bit on the on the dis unplugged apparently it has been you can now um use your credit card that you have on file for your rooms um through my disney experience you can just automatically convert that over so uh they've already added that benefit which is nice now if you're staying on property right. uh you don't have to edit, enter your credit card information in again so uh that that's really convenient and then yeah you pay and once you get close enough to the restaurant you can let them know like i'm i'm almost here i need it so that way by the time you walk up they have a separate station for mobile ordering that you just walk up and uh you, you pick up your food and you're good to go. No, no hassle, nothing. And uh, your your receipt gets emailed to whatever email you have on file with your My Disney Experience. So then you also aren't carrying around a paper receipt if you're someone who constantly holds on to their receipts. So I'm That's cool. I'm a huge fan of I, it. I think it's amazing. I've actually noticed they have had when I'm near some of the restaurants that have mobile order, they'll give me a notification like you're near 
Restaurantosaurus or whatever, yep. do you want to yep. uh, use mobile uh, order? Oh, really? Yeah, it like knows your location too. So that's kind of cool. I, I literally I use mobile ordering at any restaurant that has it not just at disney but i do it for chipotle i do it for the occasional time when i do get mcdonald's um i just it's it's so convenient now i'm glad that restaurants all over have picked up on it uh especially for busy people who are constantly on the go it's really nice that i can you know if i'm if i'm getting ready to leave your house for work I and I know I'm going to go past a certain restaurant on, on my way home. I can set what time I want to come and pick it up. It's there waiting for me, and then I walk, walk out the door and go home. Question: Have you noticed that your food is any colder? Yeah, I was going to ask that question. Um, at Disney, no, it was not. It was completely fresh. Obviously, at um, other other places, you know, you still have to transfer it home from there so just the same as any other but uh i I usually i I never had any problems when i did it at disney a couple times that i've done it now my food usually is getting placed on the counter as soon as i'm walking up so it's just it's been like right on time so but i do know i i have seen other people's food sitting there because they probably said they were in the area and they weren't close enough Mm. so Hmm. Just be there, and you'll get your food. All right. So that's what's happening uh, this week. Um, our featured discussion uh, kind of talks about some of these things we've been discussing, which is uh, uh, the uh, Disney's seeming inability to fill their table service restaurants and resorts and why that is. And so this thread on the board uh, is on a restaurant's board entitled... Here is a thought on how Disney can fill more tables. And let me just pull it up because I'm not ready. And I thought I had it up, but I didn't. So let me, excuse me just a moment. (laughs) One moment, please. It is started by Jersey Janice and uh, is entitled, Here's a Thought on How Disney Can Fill More Tables. Um, And the thread just kind of uh, speculates about why they're offering some of these deals and discounts, and you got people th- saying things like these restaurants that are on the list are too exotic or too expensive. Um, I don't think Gico and Flying Fish, for example, or Citrico's are exotic. Um, I think if you think Jico is exotic because it specializes in South African South African cuisine, you're doing yourself a disservice because the food's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does have that flair, <clears throat> but this isn't crazy food. It's it's. I had a filet mignon on a bed of macaroni and cheese with a bodhi and a red wine reduction sauce. It was out of this world. Well, one of the things with that is. You know, on one hand, people are complaining that the prices are too high. On the other hand, um, you have people saying that it's too exotic. If I'm paying a large amount of money to go to a signature restaurant, I want a descriptive menu. I want it to seem a little complex because I'm paying a large amount of money for it. If I'm paying, you know, if I'm paying a large amount of money and all it says is like steak and potatoes, I love steak and potatoes, but I want like 
I want a little a, more complexity. I want a gourmet experience. Exactly, because that's what I'm showing the money out for in a signature restaurant. Is I want something like that. So I don't think I think if people are willing to spend the money, I don't think it's the exotic aspect that's turning them I, off. From going. Charles, I want you to move your microphone over to the your, your other side, okay. just so we can see your face. All right. There we go. Switch back to him. There we go. Much so, better. I think it almost plays to a bigger narrative that we've talked about on the Diz Unplugged, the main show, and a couple other places of with just Walt Disney World becoming more and more expensive and that more and more people feel like they can't afford it and that they can't come. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of these signature and table service restaurants, people are saying, do you know what? We, we can just do quick service, and that's the way that we'll – you know, make up our money on our trip because every night it's this much more and look, this is how we can cut back and everyone's going to be okay with it. Well, I recently spoke to um, the manager of a restaurant uh, at Disney who was saying to me that part of it is that during the summer it does slow down at a lot of the signature restaurants and the resorts. It's a more value conscious audience. You've got parents with small kids who can only travel in the summer. And so um, they are more focused, as you've said, on quick service and, you know, not spending a huge sum of money uh, in the restaurants. Uh, The other thing that uh, he mentioned, and I think I tend to forget this, is Disney Springs. Um, A lot of upscale eateries at Disney Springs that do not require the jockeying necessary to get to some of these places like Animal Kingdom Lodge or even the Boardwalk. Keep in mind, now, if you're staying on property and you don't have a car, you're going to spend two hours on a bus getting to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not staying there or you don't have a car, what are you more likely to do? Go through that or get on the bus going from your resort right to Disney Springs? Right. Um, so I think Disney Springs is actually I think that could be a big part of why we're seeing yep. this. Well, if you're if you're a resident and you want to go like out for a meal and spend some time and walking around Disney Springs, like me personally, I'm much more likely if somebody says, "Hey, you want to go hang out at Disney Springs for a while and then we'll grab a bite to eat." I'm going to eat end up eating at a nicer restaurant out there. Um, for a lot of the restaurants that are in a resort or located, I'm much less likely to randomly go. It's going to be like an event. I'm going to go out to a resort restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney Springs, I will go to Kill Time and then end up at a restaurant at some point. Right. See, that's the complete opposite for me. I, I try to avoid Disney Springs again at all costs. It has nothing to do with the parking. It's just restaurants there especially this summer have been just ridiculously busy the entire time. Yeah. Um, you know, walking up to art Smith's hoping to, to get a seat, even at the bar. It's, I feel like every time I've gone to try to sit at the bar there, there's only been maybe one spot open. So Never I, even two. So I'm I, more likely to go to a resort where I know I can go in and I can sit down right away. Well, I think right now, yeah, because of that, but I think what is what is perpetuating these discounts is the fact Disney Springs has, in fact, cut into their business. Um, so there's that. And price is also yeah. a factor. Um, all that being said, um, I am going to go far, far, far out of my way to go to Gico. That restaurant is so worth the trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Animal Kingdom Lodge is worth the trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge. 
let alone Jico. Um, best food and beverage of any hotel on Disney property right now is at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You have Jico, you have Boma, and you have their quick service restaurant, the Mara, which is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Among the best quick service on property, certainly, in my opinion, the best quick service at any of the resorts. So um, any, of the, any of those experiences, I, I think, I don't think I go out of my way to drive to Animal Kingdom Lodge to eat at Mara. But um, I would for Boma and I would for absolutely for Jico and do frequently. I'm trying to get to Jico whenever I can. Um, but I think that's what's, that's what's precipitating a lot of this. But, you know, that competition is good for us because we have these discounts now at Jico, Citrico's, Flying Fish, and a host of other. It is interesting that literally none of them are in Disney Springs. Yeah, none of them are in Disney Springs. I think, it's, I think this is the Disney Springs. Ultimately, it's the Disney Springs effect. And let's see, coming out of summer, when we come into the Food and Wine Festival uh, time frame, when you are attracting people to the parks that are foodies, that will go out of their way, a lot, of, a lot of these people are traveling here in the first place because of food and wine. So if they'll get on a plane for the food, they'll certainly figure out a way to get to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Let's see what happens as we come into the fall season. Are they still offering discounts like this? Are they still offering pre, you know, before 6.30 and after 8.30? Should be, should be interesting to see. Um, uh, sorry, just gotten, saw an email come in that I'm going to have to see pay attention to later um so all right so that's our discussion on that um <clears throat> i want to go ahead uh, what we're going to do with these reviews uh while we're actually in the restaurant we're vlogging and but we're kind of vlogging a little differently we're giving our impressions in the moment and so we're going to play that and then we're going to come back with our final thoughts so here's a look <coughs> at our experience at be our guest restaurant in the magic kingdom so we are at the Be Our Guest restaurant to review dinner. Um, and I'm kind of excited because I haven't had dinner here in a while. Um, I've always had a good experience here uh, for dinner. So I'm really hoping that this follows suit. We are in the gallery, which is my least favorite room. There are three rooms you can eat in. There's the, what, like the Beast bedroom or whatever it is, um, which is so dark you can't see. It's like dining in the dark. You don't know what you're eating. Uh, the ballroom where everybody wants to be, and then the gallery, which um, Charles said he thought was Aladdin themed. <laughs> so, really excited. Like I said, I haven't been here for dinner in a while, so uh, kind of excited to see how it is. So let's find out. So I got the potato leek soup. I've actually had this before here, um, and it's one of my favorites. So I, I made sure to get it. Um, I think this is probably pretty standard. They probably make it the same way every time, so there's not much variation. Um, so it's just as good as always. Um, so, yeah, it's good. I got the garden salad, and it comes with a champagne vinaigrette. So there's all types of mixed greens in here, some tomatoes, some really cute diced-up cucumbers. Um, it's actually a really massive salad for... Uh, you know, it's in an odd-shaped bowl, but it's really big. Uh, you never never know what type of uh, salad you'll get, but it's really fresh. The vinaigrette's, the vinaigrette's tasty. Um, it's very plain and boring, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah, so I got the French onion soup for an appetizer, and 
I mean, it's not great. Uh, it's got like a pretty high cheese content on top of it, like any French onion soup has. But I think it just has a lot of cheese to distract distract from the fact that the soup itself is kind of flavorless and watery. Um, and you should start with the good soup and then add cheese on top, like as an extra kind of thing. Um, so I'm not overly impressed with it. It's not the worst thing I've ever had. The, I mean, basically, it's just an excuse to eat cheese, and I will take any opportunity to eat cheese. So um, that's all right. But the thing is, the soup itself is... Um, it's really not meeting any kind of expectations. So, not a, not a win. Okay, so I got the uh, cheese plate, um, which they say is for two. And I can see that if you're really not very hungry, because there isn't an awful lot on here. Uh, you have a sliced baguette, which is nice. Um, you have a Gruyere cheese and a uh, brie cheese. Brie, uh, the brie cheese tastes like uh, old, dusty drawer. Um, I hate brie, though. Um, you have a salami. You have, uh, they called it an alpine ham. It's a very smoky flavor to it. Uh, there is a grain mustard, a lamb sausage, um, a chicken liver pate, and uh, some sort of berry jam. Now... It's actually not bad. It's actually quite good. $17 for this for two people. Here was my complaint. First of all, when the appetizers were brought, uh, we're sitting at a table that's open on both sides. So rather than walk around and serve Charles and I our food on our side, he stood at one end of the table and literally made Steve pass it down, um, which I thought was just odd. Nor did they explain to me... What was on the cheese, the, the meat and cheese board? Usually, when they put that down, they're going to tell you this is what it is. I had to specifically flag the server, get him to come over and tell me because it was a kitchen waiter who brought it out. So that was kind of odd. Um, finding that level of service is a little off. But uh, I mean, this for what it is, other than the brie cheese, but it's brie and I don't like brie, so you can't go by on that. But this is actually very good. $17. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Tonight, I decided to go with the ratatouille. Um, sticking with all vegetarian, just like my appetizer, getting a salad, entree, go in. No meat, no nothing. Um, it's served with, uh, you know, sliced zucchini, tomatoes, mushrooms, served on a bed of quinoa. And uh, it's not going to be very filling, despite having a big bunch of quinoa in there, but it is extremely flavorful. Um, you know, you sometimes wonder, when you order a vegetarian dish, is it going to come out being uh, being tasty, delicious? And I can absolutely say this is bursting with flavor, uh, mostly from the tomatoes. Um, but yeah, I have, I have no complaints with it. Um, I got these sautéed shrimp and scallops, and it's not the most impressing, uh, impressive thing I've ever had, but, I mean, it's good. The, the only complaint that I'd have is it's a little on the bland side, um, and it's not the same problem I have with my soup, where it's, like, watered down or necessarily bad. It's just not overly flavorful, so I threw a little salt in it, but other than that, I mean, um, I got a good amount of food out of it. I, there are a lot of... Uh, pretty sizable shrimps, sizable scallops. Um, there's enough pasta in there to make it a decent, like, filling meal. And, you know, the flavor isn't bad. It's just not, you know, if, if you like intense spices, then this is not necessarily your thing. 
but I mean, it's tasty enough. It's it's certainly not a meal like I regret ordering. I get it again, possibly, um, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it also didn't wow me. So I got the braised beef. It is extremely tender. It is literally falling apart as I'm cutting into it. I probably don't even need a knife. I could have just used my fork to pick it apart because it's so tender. Um, and so that's a huge plus. This sauce, uh, on top of it, like the gravy, um, is okay. It's not super flavorful, but the, the tenderness of the meat kind of makes up for it. And I haven't uh, had the asparagus yet, but um, asparagus isn't my favorite, so it'll be a good uh, sign if it is good. Okay, so I got the 10 ounce New York strip steak. But before I get to that, um, big complaint. Our appetizers weren't done when these entrees arrived, which I think most people don't like. It is a really big pet peeve of mine. Um, the charge, with the charge in here, don't rush me through my meal. I don't care if you have to turn tables over. Um, that being said, I mentioned it to the person who brought the food. It was another kitchen waiter. And not two minutes later, a manager was here apologizing for it, offering to take the appetizers off the menu, off the off the bill. And I told him that wasn't necessary; just be mindful of it. So, good guest recovery there. I got to give him I got to give him thumbs up on that. Um, when I cut into my steak, I ordered my steak medium. When I first of all, I could tell it's not a great cut of steak, but at Disney World, a ten ounce New York strip that's thirty five dollars is not going to be a great. Take a look at what signature restaurants are getting. And mind, be mindful, this is not a signature restaurant. It's very popular. But this is one table service credit on the dining plan, not two. It's not a signature restaurant. So there is a difference in what you're being served. So I could tell it wasn't a great cut. The lighting in here, though, made it look like it was well done. But in fact, it's not. It's done medium. And i got to be honest, I think it's flavorful, it's juicy, it's very good. I'm enjoying it. So, uh, at first I thought I was going to give a pretty negative review here, but i just got to be honest. Um, it's actually quite good. I don't think it's worth $35. But, for a steak, yeah, it's good. Uh, the gray stuff uh, is bland. We had it out in... Um, we had out in California, Disneyland. It was much better. They had a, a raspberry filling in the center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I gotta be honest, that was much better than this. I find this bland. Uh, mine wasn't too bad. The uh, Eclair a la Ranch. Um, uh, I'm not uh, like a huge dessert buff or anything like that, but I mean, like. It's, uh, I liked the orange filling, um, unlike some of the other guys, I actually really like chocolate and orange, like, mixed together in, uh, jerk stuff, so, um, yeah, I, like, all in all, I was, I was pretty happy with it. I keep eating this, hoping that it'll change somehow, and I'll like it, because I really want to like this. Eat it till it tastes good. It just, it just tastes like sugar. It's like textured sugar. There's nothing else about this that I find remarkable. Uh, so I got the lemon meringue cupcake. The meringue, lemon meringue on top is actually really good. Um, but the the pound cake cupcake part of it, I wasn't super impressed by. Um, 
But overall, from what Pete said, Pete actually tried this. He said it was his favorite out of everything that we got. So um, I think probably that is the winner of, of the, uh, the four things that we got. So overall, I would say that was our recommendation, would you say, out of these four? I mean, if you're asking me, yeah. yeah I mean, that was the best thing on the table. That's not really saying that much, um, but it was all right. Um, the triple chocolate cupcake, I thought, uh, was too too much dark chocolate. I'm not a dark chocolate fan. The Eclair à l'orange was just not my not to my liking, and you heard what I said about the gray stuff. So, um, I'm finding the desserts disappointing. Okay, so we have finished our dinner at the Our Guest, but if you want to know what we think, back to the studio. We'll tell you our final thoughts on our dinner here at the Our Guest. Hope you enjoyed it. Okay, so, uh, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Um, one of the reasons I like doing it like this mm-hmm. is because, you know, in the moment we have observations, but then a few days later, because we're recording this on a Monday and we did this on a Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, after you've had a few days, sometimes your perceptions change. So what about for you? What you know, looking back, what's your overall opinion of, of our meal? Um, looking back, I was this is the first time I've been disappointed in be our guest. Um, and any time that I've been there, either for quick service or for um, for dinner or whatever. Um, and it wasn't that my food was particularly bad. It just wasn't the the standard that I held that I've held it to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like. You know, I'd always before when we sat down. You said, "Is this a signature restaurant?" And I have thought for sure that it was, but it wasn't till really I had this meal, and then we actually found out that it was just a table service. That it was like this isn't really the standard and the quality that I thought it was for so long. Um, so that was you know a little bit disappointed or disappointing. Um, my meal itself, like I said, was okay. I've gone over it in the vlogs. So I won't touch on that too much. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was okay. That was the perfect way to I, describe it for me. And, and I, <clears throat> we were in the room, my least favorite room too. That even makes it a little bit more dampened of a, an experience. Yeah, but, yeah. I, don't know. I uh, well, before I give my thoughts, Charles, what about you? What was your overall impression? Okay, well, it's your first time eating there. Yeah, it was my first time eating there, so I didn't have experience with like any of, any of the theming or decor or anything like that. So um, coming over the bridge and the exterior of it with the doors and going through that, I thought that was really awesome. That's a great experience. Um, it's really well done. It's really cool. Um, even though the waiting before the reservation like kind of built up a little anticipation. It was night, uh, or it was just turning into night. They open up the doors. You walk in. You see the ballroom. Like That stuff was all really cool. And that experience aspect is kind of one of the reasons why I think that uh, everybody has a really high opinion of it. Um, when it comes to the actual food and also the room we were in had the worst theming. Um, like it, it didn't feel like you were inside the story of Beauty and the Beast. It felt like here are pictures on you the walls. You were adjacent to it. Yeah, yeah. Here, here are pictures of the wall. We're <laughs> referencing it. But like it didn't, you didn't feel like you were inside it uh, as much as like with the other rooms. But when it comes to the food, uh, really underwhelming. Um, my French onion soup still angers me to this day and probably will. I love French onion soup, but I don't expect amazing things from it. Um, and it was just very, very watered down. Um, the entree that I had was, yeah, it was, like, it wasn't bad. I, I wouldn't, like, complain about it, but it was kind of forgettable. I don't, I, I, 
food-wise, there's no desire to go back. Theming is the reason I think that sells the place. Um, food-wise, yeah, I mean, like, I could take it or leave it. Um, but it doesn't detract from, I want to eat in the setting. I want, like, the experience of going. I think that's maybe why people have such a high opinion of it is the experience of eating and less the actual eating itself. I think that's a good thing for Disney, though, because if their problem is the food, I feel like that's a lot easier a thing that over time maybe and hopefully they well, can improve on. Here's here's the thing. Um, when it first opened, I reviewed it. And I was very impressed. Mm. I was impressed with the quality of the food, the quality of the service. Um, and I, I remember saying that if they can maintain that after this becomes ridiculously popular and you can't get a reservation, which is what's happened, mm-hmm. if they can maintain that, this would be this this would be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I got to be honest, they have not maintained that. Um, I'm not going to say this was a bad meal. It was not a bad meal. Um, it was just it felt like we are pumping out so many dinners. Here's just one more. Mm-hmm. Um, is how it felt to me. Um, and I guess that when you're serving, I mean, it's a huge restaurant. Tables are constantly turning over. Um, but we were also, as, as noted in the vlog, uh, we were also, uh, I felt a little rushed. I felt a little rushed when uh, we weren't done with our appetizers and our main courses were hitting the table. That is an absolute no for me. That you get dinged big time. Now, I'll say this because I was so surprised that it was happening. I said, "What the hell? We haven't even finished our appetizers yet." And the kitchen waiter said, "Oh, we can take them back inside. Never let them do that. Never let them do that. Because here's what's going to happen: that food is going to go under a heat lamp. They're not going to throw it out and cook it again. They're going to put it under a heat lamp. And what you're going to get back is." even like worse food um there have been times when i've been really angry about that kind of timing and i will tell everybody i want you to cut your entree in half and give it back to them and then i'll tell them i will know if you bring back the same food now you're going to cook this again because you screwed the timing up i didn't um i didn't do that there um but The kitchen waiter must have said something to the manager who came right over, apologized, and took the appetizers off our bill. And I told him, you don't have to do that. Just, you know, you want to be more mindful about your timing. I really wasn't expecting or asking for that, but it was really good guest recovery and it was really quick. So that that makes up for it. That really does make up for it. Um, but then as, you know, like when I got my steak... I looked at this steak and I'm like, this steak doesn't look right. And I cut into it. I ordered a medium steak and looking at it, everybody agreed. Now this looks well done. And I said, okay, before I send it back, let me just taste it. If it tastes good, I'm not going to send it back. And I was stunned that it was actually quite good. Uh, It was not a great piece of meat. It's not the quality or caliber of meat you're going to get at Le Cellier or Yachtsman or any of those places, um, any of the two-table service credit restaurants. But then again, it shouldn't be because you're not at a two-table service credit restaurant. But it was juicy. It was flavorful. I don't think it was worth $35, $36. But it was good. 
The charcuterie board was good. It would have been nice when it was put down <laughs> if somebody had told me what was on it. I had to hunt down our waiter to find out. Speaking of our waiter, what'd you think of the service? Um, I think he was doing a better job than some of the other, uh, like the, the people that brought us our food were kind of kind of just like here you go and yeah. running away. Um, and I think he was juggling like trying to do recovery of them, but he wasn't spectacular. I just think I mean he was better better than average, but not. Spectacular. I think it's become an assembly line. Yeah. yeah, I think the whole process has become an assembly line. He yeah. he was uh, he was likable, um, and uh, he he seemed to put effort forth and, and care and everything. But there was uh, when uh, the people running the food, like there were a lot of problems when it came to that. And one of the ones, uh, one of the things when we got our appetizers and they showed up to the table, uh, Pete and I were sitting at the other side of the table from uh, you two guys, and they came to your side of the table with Pete and my appetizers and uh, we're like no no those those are on this side and they just put it in front of you and, and then had you push it, push it down it over to our now they side. could easily have walked around to the other side of the table but they there were was just, plenty of space and it yeah. wasn't crowded yeah, it was weird. Like, and they were just putting everything down on one side of the table expecting us to move it around which one for though once again for the, like those prices and everything like that service i mean like for regular prices that kind of service is weird or iffy but at those prices yeah that that is crazy service that uh, so Th- thinking back actually i do want to give maybe our server a tiny bit more credit because maybe it's hard for it you know it's harder to make up for others mistakes mm-hmm. so like our attitude was already out of frustration from some of the other things that had happened yeah that maybe we, i don't want to uh you know put that on him because mm-hmm. i feel like he was trying his best yeah. it just like other people were messing up and doing bad things so i don't know doing bad things they were bad people um, yeah, I, I didn't think I, our, our primary server. I thought he was he was good. Yeah. I thought he was very friendly and um, engaged. And, and anything he we asked a positive for, attitude yeah, he did. Memory. He did. Um, he did disappear though a couple times uh, while he, he was over attentive at like some key moments when we said we need drinks and we want them very quickly. Please, it, I mean, he was right okay, away. Okay, well, just then- so you don't think we were going in there being D-bags. <laughs> um, my blood sugar was dropping. I needed a juice fairly quickly, and he got it right away for us. So yeah. that's, we weren't like, we want our drinks now. It's just, I felt my blood sugar dropping. It gets ugly if I have a hypoglycemia. I'm a diabetic, so my blood sugar gets too low. It can become kind of scary. So, um, and while I'm pretty good at managing it, uh, when I'm walking around the parks and it's hot, I just it it tends to drop faster than it does other times, so uh, that was the reason. That was the reason behind that. I just think the whole overall experience at eating at be our guest, at least for me now for dinner. Um, you mentioned several times we were in the Rose Gallery. We weren't in the main ballroom or even the West Wing. Uh, since they've added that option where you can have dinner in there, I feel like it's just kind of taken a lot of the magic out of the experience. It absolutely is, does. There is something very special about being able to sit in the grand ballroom for dinner there. Uh, I only had dinner there twice before, um, and once was once was with my whole family, once was just with Kylie, and they were both like definitely experiences that I won't forget for a long time. The Rose Gallery just feels like, especially at dinner, it feels like we need extra seating, mm-hmm. so we're going to throw you in this little side wing, and because of that, we're <clears throat> cooking more food. 
mm-hmm. nightly, so the quality is going to go down line. a little bit. And assembly line. Yeah, and that's just it. Granted, my food was actually excellent. The more I've thought back on it, then you had the vegetarian. I, yeah, I I went full vegetarian. I got the house salad with champagne vinaigrette and then the ratatouille. And thinking back on it, I. I was very, very happy with it at the time, and I'm still thinking about the the flavors from my meal. And um, yeah, I, I don't have any complaints with the food. It was just the whole thing felt underwhelming. Yeah, I was I, I was mildly disappointed. If I had to give it a, a score on a scale of one to ten, six point five. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Um, seven. Charles. I want to say, honestly, I want to say like maybe six point five, somewhere in the six or seven range. Uh, the theming, see, that's the thing is I liked I liked a lot of elements, just not the room we were in theming wise, but the rest of the theming I thought was awesome, incredible. Um, and uh, and the food, yeah, put it like uh, for me a six. Uh, de- definitely loses points for the French onion soup. And dessert was particularly disappointing. They surprisingly, I kind of thought that that would be its strong suit, given the whole like. You know, like French and that's but you know, bakery, uh, patisserie. They've whatever. made some changes to that gray stuff too, because that used to have that that cookies and cream mm-hmm. Oreo flavor to it, and it's uh, there's a hint of it there, but now it just tastes like whipped sugar. Um, there was it was there was a blandness to it that I thought was un, you know unfortunate. But uh, Craig, a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? Um, I'd. I, I think I'm still right in that six and a half to seven range too. So we're um, all pretty much the same yeah, mindset here. It's um, for me. It's the atmosphere. If you're in the grand ballroom or the West Wing, is just awesome. The food is hit or miss. Um, service is decent enough. Um, but yeah, like one of the dings on it, I'll, I'll chip in on the dessert as well too. I I've never really overly enjoyed the dessert itself. Um, it, it's just because it, that is part of it that hasn't changed. The way the dessert service has been pulling out the cart mm-hmm. and picking your cupcake off of a cart. Um, you know, I you think about some of the amazing desserts that you find all over property that there's time and energy and dedication put into it. And these are just like walk up to a counter at the bakery and choose what you want. See, but I always found that charming. I always found them bringing the desserts like that charming. But So we're all saying about six and a half, seven. We did put a poll up on Facebook asking uh, our our folks on Facebook what they thought. And we asked a couple of questions. First, we asked, if you've eaten it, be our guest. What are your overall thoughts on this restaurant? Uh, Giving it a ranking of one to five, one being terrible, five being awesome, uh, the majority of people went with a four, uh, 46%. Um, 31% of them gave it a five. Uh, 20% gave it uh, a three. 2.3% a two. And only five people, or 1% of the vote, gave it a one. So um, the majority are four or five. So that's good. Um, if you've eaten it, be our guest. Would you, how would you rate the value? Uh, this is where it gets a little tighter. People are pretty evenly split between a three and a four. Uh, 35%, 34.8% gave it a three, where 35.3% gave it a four. So they're not as uh, they're not as strong when it when when looking at it from how good a yeah. value is it. Um, how would you rate the service? 
um, here, it's pulling a solid four. Forty-two percent of the people gave it a four. Thirty-six percent gave it a five. So they like the service. Um, and how would you rate the food? Again, uh, a four. Forty-four point two percent gave it a four, uh, with twenty-one point three percent saying a five. And then the question I've been really interested to see the results of. Um, and this is this is a little tighter than I thought it would be. Do you think be our guest is overrated? Fifty-three percent of you said no, it's not. But thirty-nine percent of you said yes, it is. And nine percent of you said we're not sure. So when you're talking about thirty-nine percent saying it's overrated, that's a I mean, that's not a slam dunk here at fifty-three percent. Right, um, and I and after the meal I had there, I think I can safely say right now it is overrated. Mm-hmm. I would rather see them because it is so hard, and I know people are going to get pissed off at me saying this. To bring the quality up and make it a little easier to get a reservation, I think they should consider making it a two table service credit restaurant. Um, I know that people are going to lose, you know. The people that love the dining plan are going to lose their minds because they lost their minds when LaSalle did it. But you can get a reservation at LaSalle now. Now, oddly enough, I know people hate when I say this, but I was able to get that reservation for dinner two days before we did this. Um, I just went on and said, okay, that's the night we want to do our review. Let's see what restaurants are available and be our guest was there. Um, so I tend to have really good luck with that. I tend to have very, very good luck with it. So, um, but overall, that's our opinion. Um, six and a half, seven, and on the overrated side for be our guest. So that is going to do it for this first episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next time with another edition of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great one, everyone. Take care.